Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Burrigan campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. Let's uh, pray and commit this time to the Lord. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you that we can gather here today as a family, as a church. We thank you, Lord, for the blessing of all these children joining us, families, Lord, being part of our community, people from different tribes and different nations. We thank you and praise you, Lord, and we just want to acknowledge that you are our Lord and King. And we thank you so much, Lord God, for your word, and we ask that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us this morning and give us the wisdom, the understanding to know what this uh, text and this parable and this story mean and how we can apply them in our lives. Father, we commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's so good to be able to share with you this morning. We had a great start to our summer Sundays last week with Mim's message and of course every, everything that happened last week. We just had a great start and so good to see so many here today. Now, whether you love gardening or not, you have probably experienced or planted something, some seeds in your garden, and probably as you see the seeds kind of begin to sprout, you know, and and you get so excited about that, and you just go, oh, there's signs of life in that seed that I planted. And then as the seed becomes a plant and begins to grow, if it's fruit, then you begin to see signs of fruit trees, or or fruit, and then you go, oh, before too long, you can actually enjoy the fruit. Or if it's flowers, you can enjoy the colors, the brilliant colors of flowers. That's kind of like um, the result of like hard work and everything that you do in your garden. Now, we went away for a few days, and this is what happened to my fig tree. <laughs> Looking a bit sad, not enough water, too much sun, and now I'm in the process of like nurturing it again back to life because I don't know if you can see, but it's beginning to see like there's a fruit there. And there's about five, I think, that I counted. I was like, I really hope we get to experience it this year. But who knows? <clears throat> who can remember Mim's message last week? She was talking about the four different types of soil or ground. Does anyone remember? What were they? You know, some seeds fell on the path, on the footpath, yes. And some seeds fell on the rocky ground, yes. And the third one, some seeds fell on weeds and thorn bushes. And of course, some seeds fell on good soil. That was a beautiful, beautiful text. And as we continue with our theme this morning of Kingdom Harvest, I'll be sharing with you about the parable of the mustard seed. Now, in Matthew 17, verse 20, Jesus said to his disciples, Because you have so little faith, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. In the Gospel of Luke, 
it records and with Jesus saying, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and be planted into the sea. Wow, that's really big. And Jesus said, and it will obey you. Our text this morning is in Mark chapter 4, verse 30 to 34. So it's a very short text. And let's read it. It says, again, he said, what shall we say? The kingdom of God is like, or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of garden plants with its such big branches that birds of the air can, can come and perch in its shade. Now this parable is recorded in the three gospels. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but not in John. And the way it is being recorded is kind of like there is a progression. Because in Matthew 13, the, the seed was planted and it became the largest of the garden plant. And then it went on to say it became a great huge tree. So you can see that there was a progression of the seed being planted. Now my question for all of us this morning is this. What can we learn from growing mustard seed faith because it symbolizes the faith that we have in Jesus. Have you ever thought about your faith as being a living, growing thing? Did you know that God has a purpose and a destiny for your faith? In the way that you believe in him, there is actually a purpose. Believing in God is not meant to be an end of itself. It's not the end, it's just the beginning of the journey because God has a purpose for you. God has a destination for you. And there is a kind of faith that God loves and each one of us has been given a measure of faith. Jesus' parable of the mustard seed uses one of the most extreme examples of growth. The mustard seed, very tiny, the smallest seed known at that time and becomes a garden plant and then becomes a great tree. Let me give you just a little bit of background about this in Matthew's gospel. It holds the story of a situation where Jesus' disciples could not deliver a young boy from a demon spirit. And Jesus said to his disciples that they are faithless or they lack faith or they are of little faith. That's how he described it. He only gave one reason, the boy had not been delivered from the demonic spirit. It wasn't because the sins of his parents. It wasn't because the sins of the boy. The only reason why the disciples could not deliver the evil spirit from the boy is because of their unbelief. Their unbelief, their lack of faith. A few years ago, I had the opportunity of uh, visiting Victoria Falls um, in Zambia. And uh, there is a bridge there that connects the two countries, Zambia and Zimbabwe. And in the middle of that bridge is where you can do bungee jumping. <laughs> and um, it's probably like 110 feet and you jump onto the Zambezi River. And so a few members of my team decided that they would bungee jump. And then after they did, oh, it was awesome, it was exhilarating, and it was good, and now Jonathan, it's your turn. And I go, there is no way, even if you will pay me, that I would jump off that cliff and that bridge. 
What was my reason? The reason is because I actually did not trust the rope. <laughs> there is no way, even if the Zambians that were operating said, sir, this is 100% safe. And I go, hmm, I don't think so. I've done some readings that you could lose 5% of your vision if you do bungee jumping. I don't know. Like we have Kevin Chi here that can authenticate that <laughs> statement and that claim. But I can use that. But you see, the problem with us when it comes to faith is that we have the tendency to play it safe. We have the tendency and the ability to stay in the safe net, in the safety net, in, in, on the safe boat, or we don't want to step out. We're not as prepared to step out and test the waters, to step out and test our faith. Now note that these three Gospels, Jesus uses a tiny mustard seed to describe how the kingdom of God will grow. He said it will start from a small seed and will grow into a very large tree. We know that Jesus' own words about the tiny seed, he was basically saying that there is tremendous growth. Even if your faith is very tiny like a mustard seed, if you placed it in the hands of God. Could it be that when Jesus said, you can say to this mountain, be moved, and it will be moved, or you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and be planted in the sea, could it be that if you have faith in Jesus, even as small as a mustard seed, and as long as it continues to develop and grow within you, grow in the presence and the fertile soil of the Holy Spirit, could it be that Jesus is saying here that no matter how small your faith is, it has the potential and the ability to accomplish the unexpected. It has the potential and the ability to accomplish the extraordinary. Not necessarily, you know, the mountains being moved. It's not like the literal like that. But what Jesus is implying here is that if we have faith in him, we can do the unexpected. If we have faith in him, we can do the extraordinary. Why? Because our ordinariness added with the extraordinary of, of God, power of God, we become extraordinary and we are able to accomplish and achieve extraordinary things. Amen? Amen. So in our text today, faith is revealed as a mustard seed. And I would like to draw your attention to this powerful transformations. And this morning, I want to share with you three powerful transformations of the mustard seed. The first one. Mustard seed faith begins as a grain. I've got a bowl of mustard seed here. They're really, really tiny. Like, if you can see, there's probably, I don't know, like, I can't estimate size, but this is just really, really tiny seeds here. It starts as a grain. Just a single grain is the beginning, the humble beginnings of our faith. And spiritual growth may start small, but it results in enormous growth as the seeds of the gospel grow in your heart or in the heart of people, in the person, into Christ-likeness. So too, the kingdom of God will grow and expand because Faith in Jesus is the starting point of the kingdom of God expanding. Amen. Amen? When people put their faith and trust in Jesus, that is the catalyst of the kingdom expanding. 
It starts small, as tiny as a mustard seed. Now, how many of you remember when you first gave your heart to the Lord as a young child? Or maybe as a teenager? Or maybe as a young adult? Look where you are now. Look what God has done. Look what God has accomplished in your life. The faith that you have as an 8, 10, 12-year-old started very small, very young, and now you begin to grow, and that single grain continues to grow in your life. And when you look back and see the power of God demonstrated and the faithfulness of God in your life, you can look back and go, wow, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And yet it started with a very humble single grain, just like the mustard seed. Mother Teresa was 12 years old when she received a call from the Lord to become a missionary to India. And since that time, since she received that call as a 12-year-old, she went to India and dedicated her life until she died. And she was a missionary. And she received that call as a 12 years old. Billy Graham was 16 when he gave his life to the Lord. And yet he became the most powerful, influential evangelist in the world. Hudson Taylor was 21 when he went to China and became a missionary and brought the gospel to the Chinese people and started a mission agency called China Inland Mission, which is now called OMF. That was the beginning of the gospel from these very young people, age 12, age 16, age 21. And there's actually a whole lot of examples where we can see the humble beginnings of these people, the humble beginnings of the gospel. What about if we look at the the expansion and growth of the gospel? It started with Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, straight out of his baptism, when he started his earthly ministry for three years. Just one person, Jesus, and then he went out and called the 12 disciples and chose them, trained them, equipped them, and then he chose another 72 others and sent them two by twos to preach and bring good news of the kingdom. In Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit came, Peter preached his first message and 3,000 believed his message. That was an expansion of the gospel. In Western Australia, there's about a thousand churches that's being estimated by the, the, the National Church Life Survey. Across the country, we have 11,400 churches, probably not including the house churches. And all over the world, it is estimated there's about over 2.2 plus billion followers of Christianity, the biggest religion in the world. Probably not counting the underground house churches of China in the millions, because you can't count them. From just one person. Can you see the growth? Maybe Jesus was that grain, wasn't it? Like he said, you know, unless a kernel of wheat falls down and die, there's no life. That is the beauty when we put our faith and our trust in Jesus. The second powerful transformation is this. Mustard seed faith turns into a plant. In other words, from a seedling, it grows into a plant. Becomes established. Now, as parents, it will be really concerning if your child does not grow. Or if your child grows very slowly. Now, I remember when Janelle and I had Gabby the first time. 
and Jacob, of course, and, and then we take, them to the, take each of them to the nurse for their regular checks, weight, height, everything. And anything above, above 50% was a massive milestone for them. And as a parent, it is so comforting to know that our child is growing and the baby is growing. When there is slow or no sign of physical growth, it could mean that there are problems. Either it is family history related, you know, you've probably done this, that when you fill in a form at a GP clinic, it's your first time, you fill in a form, and one of the questions is the family history. Do you have history of asthma, heart attack, or heart disease, or anything, cancer, all of that? Why? They want to know the family history. And so that could be the reason for not having this growth that you expect in your child. Or it could be a systemic disease that you don't know. Or worse still, there is a genetic disorder that is pre-existing in your child. And so that really hinders growth. Just as growth is necessary in the physical, so too in the spiritual. 2 Peter 3 verse 18 says, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And Paul reaffirmed that in Ephesians 4.15 when he said, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become every, in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. In other words, in the spiritual aspect, growth is also very important. But sometimes, you know, we kind of focus more on the physical growth, how well you're growing, you're thriving, or anything like that. And yet we kind of slowly ignore sometimes the spiritual growth and it doesn't kind of really concern us as much. But you see, in the eyes of God, spiritual growth is very important. And that is why believers are encouraged to continue to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. God's desire for each one of us is to grow in our faith and our trust in Him. It is the only way that we will have the ability to endure and persevere. It is the only way that we can face the trials that, that, that life brings at us. It's the only way because if your faith is not fully grown and not mature and different seasons of life come and hit you, you won't be able to withstand them. So we need to have that desire to continue to grow. When there is slow or no spiritual growth at all, it is usually caused or reflected by maybe some unconfessed sins in your life. The lack of confession and repentance certainly hinders spiritual growth. Or it could be because there is only partial obedience on our part. God expects full and complete surrender to Him. To Jesus, to his word, to his Holy Spirit that leads and guides us in everything that we do. And of course, could it be that the lack or absence of the practice of spiritual discipline in our walk with God. Taking the time to listen to God, to read his word, to study and spend time in his word. In daily prayers, in fellowship, in communion, in reflection and meditation, in love and in service. We need to do all these things so that our faith will continue to grow in increasing measure. The third powerful transformation 
is that mustard seed faith turns into a tree. Thrives, not just survive. That's the kind of faith we want to see in our lives. A faith that thrives, not just survive. A kind of faith that can withstand. It's not like a one-season tree. No, it's like a tree that's strong, bears fruit in every season, no matter what the season. We continue to grow, develop, and continue to thrive. What does it mean? Thrive means to increase in bulk or stature, to grow vigorously or luxuriantly as a plant, to flourish as young cattle thrive in rich pastures. That is kind of like the description of a thriving, growing faith. Before you know it, your tiny mustard seed faith will flourish and becomes a plant and then grows into a tree. And I really like it how King David put it in Psalm 1, verses 1, 2, and 3. He said, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. And then he went on to say in verse 3, that person is like a tree planted by the streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prosperous. That is a beautiful description. That is the kind of tree that is strong, able to persevere, able to endure and withstand the trials and the testings of life. That we are able to stand and face whatever it is that life throws at us. And that our faith will continue to strive, to, to thrive. Isn't it incredible to see the transformation of a mustard seed? You know, the greatest marker of a mature faith really is love. Jesus gave a new command, very different to the Ten Commandments in the Old Covenant. It is simple, but not easy. Let me say that again. It is simple, but it's not easy. He said, a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. It sounds simple, isn't it? Love one another. But actually, it's not that easy. Let me share with you a story about Gandhi. Gandhi was a practicing Hindu. Christianity really intrigued him. And in his reading of the Gospels, Gandhi was impressed by Jesus, whom Christians worshipped and followed. And, and he wanted to know more about this Jesus. Reverend Patterson tells the following story. He said that one Sunday, one Sunday morning, Gandhi decided to, that he would visit a particular Christian church in Calcutta. Upon seeking entrance to the church sanctuary, he was stopped at the door by the ushers. Now, ushers, be very careful of your role at the door. <laughs> he was told he was not welcome, nor would he be permitted to attend this particular church as it was for high caste Indians only. And it was only for white people. Now, Gandhi was neither high caste or white. And because of the rejection, Gandhi turned his back on Christianity. With this act, Gandhi re rejected the Christian faith, never again to consider the claims of Christ. He was turned off and put off by the sin of segregation that was practiced by the church. And it was this experience that made Gandhi say this. I'd be a Christian if it were not 
for the Christians. What a slap. What a slap on our face. You know, when Jesus said, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples, he said, if you love one another. That is the greatest marker of spiritual maturity. If you love one another, if we embrace that command from Jesus. The question that we need to ask ourselves this morning is, is your life marked by Christ's love? Is your faith growing from a simple grain into a plant and into a huge tree that it becomes so attractive to others? In this parable, Jesus was talking about birds coming to perch and find shelter in the branches and the leaves of the mustard tree. This signifies that our faith would become very attractive and contagious to the people around us, to the people observing us, to the people who are interacting with us, to the people who are following us. It becomes very contagious and becomes very attractive to them. Just like the mustard tree with its leaves and birds are attracted. Not just one type of birds, all different kinds of birds. Because that is the kingdom of God. That is the picture of the kingdom of God. That is the beauty of Christ reflected in our lives. When we seek to continually grow in our faith and our trust in him. Amen. Amen. I would like to close this morning with a time of prayer. And I'd like to encourage you to break into groups. Maybe if you're sitting with your family or your friends or anything like that. People that you know. People that you came to church with this morning. I'd like to encourage you to pray. A prayer that the faith of your children will continue to glow, grow and flourish. That the faith of your kids, the faith of, of, of the people around you, it will continue to grow. However, if you're not comfortable praying out loud with other people, or you're not comfortable mixing because still COVID is around, I'd like to encourage you to pray quietly where you are. But whatever you do, let's take the time for a few minutes to pray for one another. How about we do that? I'd like to invite the music team to come as we do that. Let's just break into groups and pray and desire and ask the Holy Spirit to enable us to grow in our faith and trust in Him.
Let me close us in prayer. Our gracious and loving Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your son Jesus, for his love, his obedience on the cross, that we might receive forgiveness and salvation. And Lord, as seeds are being planted in each of our hearts, my prayer this morning, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit will water that seed and that it will continue to grow, especially in our children, Lord, that it will sprout and continue to grow and flourish, Lord God. And for the rest of us, I pray that our faith will continue to be strong and grow deeper in you. And Father, I ask for your blessing upon each, each one of us, every person and every family being represented here today. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.